0: the fatherhoods podcast Podcast. beats Beats, rhymes and diapers diapers. this episode of the fatherhoods podcast is brought to you by fly dad where fatherhood stays fly check us out at flydadgear.com yo yo what up fatherhoods fam yo we back it was so good the first time that we had to come back forward it back like my i think my jamaican people say uh and, and have our man DJ Neil Armstrong back in the saddle one more again.
1: What's going on, y'all? I am happy to be back. Let's continue that combo. I tried to clean up the the view a little bit. It's still super blue, but you know, a little no, more man, pretty.
0: It's, it's Hawaii, bro. I mean, look at the ocean in the background. Like you can't exactly you
1: can't
0: you can't mess that up. That's beautiful, right there. <laughs> Word up. Mm. Um. So I think we left off in the last episode. One one of the big things that that I remember I wanted to dig a little deeper into was um, about IVF, right? And you mentioned that that's how your now four year old daughter, if I remember correctly, yes, four year old came to be. But but before we get into that, I just wanna I just wanna mention. So I I, I expressed my fanboyism before for DJ Neil Armstrong, right? And I've been long since trying to reacquire a lot of the music that I purchased from him back, back in the day. And I have, after the episode that we did, I happened to go onto the website and actually look to see if there was stuff. I remember going back there once upon a time and you were like sold out of everything. <laughs> right. So, so I was happy to find that I could get, so I OD'd, I got yes.
1: I, I When I saw, I was like, who, who ordered all of this? would order everything doubles. Yeah kind of yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I, was, oh, I,
0: okay. I doubled and in some cases <laughs> tripled up on stuff so i got mass cd digital download so look i love like i said this i said it before and i'm gonna reiterate the way neil armstrong puts blends together is in fact an education experience educational experience i appreciate
1: so, the kindness man
0: it no it really it, like you do all the hard work This. You know, we always talk about in music, people that are fans of music, we are familiar with the fact that, you know, things are sampled and and the evolution of music isn't always necessarily like a brand new creation. It comes typically it feeds off of something historical. You are able to dig in the crates and really like link those generations together in and in a very fluid way. So I really appreciate it because I still am. just appreciate
1: music. you. Thank you.
0: Thank yeah, you. I- I-
1: I hope a bunch of people uh listen to you. You know, thank you for taking that extra step and you know supporting the products. And actually, <laughs> my man picked up CDs. I, I know yeah. some kids are like, "What are what is what's a CD?" But <laughs> well, he picked up, he picked up the original joints, which I really really appreciate. Oh, yeah. Check that out. Everything he got, everything he I'll got, almost it. everything.
0: So if you're listening to the podcast, you might want to go jump on YouTube and check out the video version of the podcast so you can see what I'm flashing in front of everybody.
1: Right. And you can, you know, for the people balling on a budget, you guys can listen to my stuff for free on a... I think I got a couple of things on SoundCloud, but the majority of it is all on MixCloud. I don't know if a lot of you guys are on there, but yeah, y'all can peep it. Y'all can stream it. But the the purchase is always nice. That's always nice. But do me a favor so those he showed y'all some cds show them the cassette real quick
0: so here's extraordinary part two
1: all right so that's actually a a rock cd but check that out and then flip that open so they see it's actually not a cassette
0: not a cassette uh, the usb USB. nice so it
1: kind of i i've been doing that for a while now like i think for over 10 years and uh it was just because you know CDs were getting phased out. I was, it's difficult for me to get my stuff to stream legally because yep. mixtapes are not. <laughs> and um uh I wanted to create kind of interesting packaging. So I would package these things in this nostalgic kind of time capsule situation. And uh yeah, that was what I was doing. I was started doing events for it. I would do this thing called dinner in a mixtape. Yep. Right. Cause you know, people who are a bit older, they're not trying to get crazy at a club on a on a Wednesday anymore, but they will go out to dinner. Yep. So they can listen to their Jackson Five and their their uh travel Call Quest and their Stevie Wonder in a cool environment, but not have to pour champagnes on each other (laughs) which oddly enough has turned into what brunch is these days (laughs) people are acting (laughs) crazy anyway um but yeah then covid hit and just kibosh my whole thing which uh, we'll we'll see you know i'd love to rebuild it um when we're truly truly in the clear i think we're we're definitely we're very close but you know, if if I get sick, my mom would get sick. That's not going to be a good look. So,
0: so yeah. are you are you one of the fortunate few that still has not caught COVID? Oh,
1: dude, yes. I wow. <laughs> I think I I'm assuming everyone. I we might even talked about this already. I everyone I know, almost 99 percent of the DJs I know all got it at least once, and thankfully, the majority of them made it through. Um, a couple didn't, um, unfortunately. Um but yeah it, my my cousin and anyone who had a normal day job who had to go back to work at some point they're like yeah, it's, it, it's it ran through my family, you know, and thankfully again, most people came out of it well
2: hey how 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 nervous have you been in terms of the you know whatever kind of travel you've been doing or limited Ooh. jobs how nervous have you been in terms of being out and about and then, potentially bringing something back to your kids or your family and not even knowing about it
1: you know i sure i funny side story which i said i wouldn't do but jay-z used to call me nervous which is (laughs) both sad and hilarious at the same time so whenever you say nervous it still pops into my head. (laughs) however and i'll tell you that story if y'all want later but um you know i hesitate to use that term nervous in this situation because it you know, people then ter- oh you're scared right no, this god's called concern you know for your fellow man for your family
2: or just yeah um, let's call let's call it being mindful how about that right
1: right absolutely uh very mindful so in the last podcast i did right right um i was in new york at the worst point of it i was in japan at the earlier worst point of it so you know it's easy to forget like in yokohama what happened in december ish of i guess 2019 right yeah. then tail yeah. end there was actually a boat there was a, a huge cruise ship that was just stuck in yokohama harbor for i don't know a month five weeks wow. and that was one of the earliest mass covid events so i think that prompted us to leave Yokohama. Come to New York, and then New York just <laughs> blew up. Loaded, yeah. So every time we moved, it was just we moved into a uh, unfortunately worse situation. So in New York, of course, uh, we were living in Long Island City, and I mean it was complete lockdown. I, as I said in the previous podcast, I was just like uh, my daughter only saw myself, my wife, and and my mom, her grandmother. Like that's it. Um, my wife like most of our food would be uber eats or you know the we would just order our food from the grocery blah 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 every so often my wife would go in just her masked up entirely and then we were stuck in new york for quite a while because japan's borders shut down (sighs) finally we were able to return in september and when we first jumped on the plane i mean we might as well have been one of those folks with hazmat suits but we were not that far off from mm. it we, we had our own covering for uh like the seats uh, oh, we, we yeah, made yeah. a whole a whole little fanny pack of of sprays and yeah. whatever and lit, like we would touch a surface we wipe it we would do this we then spray some masked up uh we didn't go the full ma- like a full like face shield joint, but we were really, really careful. Um, e- even now, we still are. Like I, I just through. Like I also said last time, there was never a mask ordinance needed in Japan. The culture is just different, right? Like it, it's just literally, it's just a mask. This, I'm not gonna find, like. No big deal. Work. Yeah, Man, Just wear it. If this is what might help save us, and might, you know, no, get, we're not gonna argue. So to this day, you go to Japan, it's hundred percent mask wearing. Um, so same thing just carries on. I still ninety nine percent of the time, especially if there's people around me, I wear a mask. But because
0: of because of the influence from Japan and other Asian countries on Hawaii, would you say that that's the same vibe there?
1: Not anymore. Okay. Um first off, like it, well, some some stuff is somewhat legitimate. You know, it, it it's hot. It's very hot here. Yeah. Uh it is open spaces. They took away a lot of the ordinances and then a big chunk of at least where we stay, is there's just a lot of tourists around here.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, you know, people just throw care to the wind. And oddly enough though, uh blaming just tourists for any covid spikes out here is inaccurate like a lot of the people who are getting covid are are locals because they love to have gatherings you know they they that's what they do and a lot of families out here just are, are big families extended families so i think they stopped you know at one point you couldn't have more than 10 people in a, in a thing together so they're not nearly as strict maybe let's say one out of every twenty people I'll see walking around still has a mask on. Again, as opposed to Japan, it's one hundred percent still. Let,
0: yeah. Let's go. Let's go back to um to IVF. So in
2: vitro. Oh yeah, yeah. Days. I was gonna ask you because I I know we had a list of things that, uh, <laughs> We're that, not, we, but that well. we didn't that we didn't touch on last time.
0: For sure. So, so I, I don't I don't pretend to know the details of IVF. I know what it is. 30,000 foot view. I understand kind of the general mechanics of it. Sure. And why people enter into it. But I do find the more people that I speak to, a it doesn't sound like it's taboo anymore and I feel like at one point it might have been. People are okay with saying, "Hey, yeah, I have my kids IVF." So this way it seems like there's more of it happening now versus maybe a 20 years ago. And then in your circumstance, I'm curious like drove y'all to that and like what did it take for that to actually you know happen?
1: I mean so IVF stands for in vitro fertilization. Uh why we did it was because both me and my wife are are old as dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Um so it was just very difficult. Um we did try naturally um but it just, you know, just like anyone at a certain age, it just doesn't happen very easily. You know, I, and I, I don't know if I said this on this one, but, or on this podcast, because I have this conversation often. Like, you know, we, we really are as a biological society, like, we're supposed to have kids way earlier. Early. Because yeah. we can't, like, we, th- we don't have to try. You look at a girl, huh? that's it. You're <laughs> going to have a baby. But we're so, I don't know, it's our culture or it's just so twisted, right? Not instead of just having it when it's natural for obvious reasons, we're just our maturity level is just not there. And, you know, a lot of us now have ambitions that <laughs> weren't there, you know, when people were just gladiators and farmers, right. Um, you know, like we, we postpone it, but now we're postponing it to the point where there's just a whole industry built around trying to get pregnant. Which, if we did it at the biologically right time,
0: it wouldn't be necessary. Would be free.
1: Yeah, it would just huh. be free. So, IVF. Number one, unless you are lucky to have an insurance company to to cover you, it's an ex a very expensive process. Yeah. So,
0: ballpark have- like what. What is an average?
1: Okay, <laughs> I don't know average. Okay, but I can tell y'all, for us, it cost over two hundred k.
0: Ooh, wow! So
1: that's not see. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's so, a
0: house in a lot of places. <laughs> uh, oh, oh,
1: just easy. It's not. That's not something you go into. And then on top of that, it's not a guarantee. It's not like you buy the house and it's there. Right. It's like you put the down payment on the house, and maybe the house don't show up. <laughs> and, and so that was actually one of the reasons why ours may have cost a lot more um it is uh a, a non-guaranteed process so we've we actually had to try a couple of times but wow. in total i i just have to know that number for us because my wife reminds me about that quite often
0: <laughs> um but Wait, but hold on you, you that's an interesting anecdote so she reminds you about it what what does she bring up because i I know you i I can imagine she as well like you guys are ecstatic that you have you know a four-year-old of course
1: you know the price literally priceless that's a right uh, right so that that
0: 200 grand whatever the number was right like it worked out for you guys yeah she brings it up in the sense of what like what's the content?
1: oh never even uh, Fortunately, my wife is really cool uh not like a, a petty American wife oh, okay. <laughs> she's she not like that you know not, so not, she don't more, suck her teeth at me it's more just comical a, than anything right
2: I would, I would assume a,
1: a little comical and just like a matter of fact like hey you know like there's a lot of investment that uh-huh. was put into her Right. Uh, so I am also besides uh, so
2: do your job as a dad <laughs> basically
1: <laughs> A don't be a dick neil you
0: gotta be <laughs> a dad <laughs>
1: <laughs> a little bit you know and i think it's just also my i, I know maybe to read the sign like i was uh, my my uh my high school reunion just passed this weekend and it was in new york and i you know I'm my boys like yo come out come out and the thing with my wife, our our financial dynamic is actually my wife is, is also financially independent. Uh, we've fortunately already built a situation where unless certain things go very wrong, our daughter should be bare minimum okay for the rest of her life. Like bare minimum. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about she's going to buy a yacht. I'm talking about I'm she quite won't have certain to, my like, daughter
0: struggle, will struggle like some people might.
1: She'll never be homeless. Right. You know, unless she chooses a certain path uh, or you know herself, she's just uh, you know, I want to be a nomad, but beyond that, I am quite certain my daughter will always be housed. She'll always have enough to feed herself. You know, we already prepared for that like I I bought property like I didn't buy Escalade when I was 24, I <laughs> bought a house. You know, I and a, a house in New York that is now quadrupled in price, you know, mm-hmm. st- just things of that nature. Um, yep. and my wife is also financially independent. So those type of dynamics often don't, uh, we don't have issues with that. With you know, why are you buying this? Why are you doing that? Right. You know, this costs money, you know, fortunately she doesn't have to do that with me and I'm pretty good myself, you know, with the rare, uh, I'll uh, buy the, the stupid Transformers Optimus Prime, and then I'll say, "Well, this is for Lily." You know, besides <laughs> that one, I'm pretty good with that too. Um, so she doesn't really use it in that manner, but in discussions, we'll talk. will like, "Well, you know, whatever." Like, like, literally, like, "Hey, what was the total bill on that?" And right. she will be like, "Man, I think it was like 200k." And I'll, and I just remember that very specifically. Um, so, yeah, fortunately, she is pretty good with uh, me, in particular, during COVID, not being able to generate a lot of income. So, mm-hmm. all you DJs out there who have been suffering, like, you, you're you not alone, right? Pretty sure everyone has been. And if you didn't have a nest egg, you were going to get hurt. But I I suffered along with y'all. Like, absolutely. I had canceled gigs. I had blah, blah, blah. Uh. <sighs> Even, unfortunately, I did a, a Zoom gig, not a Zoom gig. Yeah, I uh, did a gig for a, a reputable company, and they just didn't pay me. Mm. <laughs> even oh. during COVID, that was happening. Yeah, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. But, again, unfortunately, I'm in a position where a uh, situation like that did not make me homeless. You know, I, I prepared way in advance. So,
0: And, and for those good. listening, I, I just want to make sure y'all understood that. Don't try to play yourselves and not pay Neil Armstrong, if you book him, don't, <laughs> right. don't get it. Twisted. Absolutely,
1: don't do that, please, <laughs> please. But it, it's a it, it's a trip, man. That I think I don't know many DJs besides obviously the top top tier guys. I think they they still run into problems. Like listen to Fer- Pharrell's had issues uh, getting his checks, and blah, it's it sucks, man. It just sucks uh, being our our type of business. Our essentially a small business that's one of the parts that i really hated and i i loved it when i had like a a full-time manager who just they were just basically they could play the role of the bad guy and just go after whoever i needed to have that done like to get my loot or whatever
0: yeah break a break a kneecap whatever (laughs) right (laughs) So, Literally, so, wait, so we don't stray too far. Like, like.
1: Sorry, the, sorry. Let's go IV, back. No, no, no. The
0: IVF. I, I, th- I threw us on a tangent. Don't worry. About <laughs> it. Um, so you guys jumped into the IVF world after trying. I'm sure you know, getting okay. counsel from some physicians, and then, what ultimately said to you guys? All right, we know this is going to be because at some point you re- realized this was going to be an expensive journey, but also one that you guys decided was worth the effort right so like uh, how let me
2: happen? let me interject just i'm not going to throw it off on a tangent but um because i because sometimes there's talking to people who have gone through this before was adoption ever something on the table for oh, you guys as case, well
1: so, yeah um yes absolutely it okay. was uh and it, i know it sometimes was, that
2: can be like a a, a a topic of discussion for couples of like all right do we do go down the ivf route or do we do the adoption route or if one doesn't work do we use the other as a plan b right.
1: so oddly enough i i don't know if you guys you might have seen it by doing some of the research like i used to own a dog named pope mm-hmm.
0: uh, and i actually peace Poe.
1: <laughs> i appreciate that but Poe we we took him on this uh
0: senior dog
1: bucket list road trip across the country essentially and somehow his story went as organically as possible viral during that time period and uh we ended up becoming kind of the senior dog advocates and we still are but COVID kind of shut that down as well so I haven't really been concentrating on that stuff we we actually set up a fund for senior dog care with uh Uh, veterinary hospital out here in New York, or not out here, but in New York. And that's still up. It was established in Poe's name, which is something that's really cool. Um, But anyway, from that experience, yeah, we started fostering dogs. And sure, you know, when we talked about if IVF didn't work, yeah, that we would have absolutely considered that as an option, um, which I I don't know if a lot of people do, but um, we absolutely absolutely would have. Yeah. Um, how we jumped into it was, you know, I, I get at the my my wife. Um, I guess that you know we both knew we were getting a lot older, and she was like, "Well, if I want to have a baby, I, I need to do this now," and that's it. You know, <laughs> that so was just it. made up her mind, and you were like, "She right, made up right. her mind." in fact both of us even our 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 relationship didn't just date you know there's some people who date 10 years 20 years before they get married like both of us had been around the block a couple of times (laughs) we were a lot older and they were like look you know uh not in a not in a bad way she was just like look we're both older if i don't have time to mess around neil if you guys if you want to start a family if you want to do this with me. I would love to. If not,
0: get Yo, the horn. So <laughs> your wife, so your now wife, proposed to you. Let, let's oh no it. no no. Let's no, talk no,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not. However, interestingly enough, we like we didn't have a formal marriage. Uh, if you listen to some of my mixtapes, you know I'm a I'm a romantic ass cat. Right. Right. I love romance, but that's what I mean. Like we just we we did it at City Hall. Uh, our our courting period was, you know, only like one or two years, which you know, when I was a teenager or not a teenager, like 20, 30 I, mean, I don't I don't know a person in two years. <laughs> yeah. I need more time to know, you know, to make sure, blah blah blah. You know, that's what I meant by that. Um, so yeah, no, it wasn't a, a ultimatum, but it was on both our parts. Like, young you know, you're you're no spring chicken. I'm not. I biologically a woman also you know she has a certain time period where it gets extremely difficult and we were already near that end and you know my wife is great so i was like yeah let's let's make it happen so ours wasn't like uh entirely like a super often with ivf that's like the last resort last straw like all right let's do this for that it was just part of our our process which was kind of truncated as far as most people go um uh, on the money note how much it does cost i do know there are some people friends of mine you know it's just like when you buy a car and everybody all of a sudden you see the same car on the on the road (laughs) next thing you know all my friends oh yeah i did ivf too and (laughs) often they're uh they're able to afford it because they have thankfully great insurance. a bunch of my friends you know so then it it's not that much it it will cost something but not that much and actually i I do believe one of my friends who had ivf i think the whole procedure may have been covered by her insurance wow so that that does happen so it is accessible to a segment of society who just it just may be out of their reach um It is a process, an extreme process, especially for the woman, you know, uh, it's tough. Um, So uh, my wife, fortunately, was able to give herself daily shots. So she has to take a bunch of hormones and a bunch of, you know, things to make her produce more eggs. Uh, There's stuff that, you know, just I only know from being in the experience, like, according to unless i lost something in translation like women only have a finite number of eggs mm-hmm. like that is that's it they they only produce a certain number and that's it unlike us who are just you know machines right. um, and it's during that when you're ending uh, when you're a lot older your best eggs are already gone so you have to find those eggs that are are very viable uh they in the united states versus in japan i think the united states they do some screening uh beyond uh you know looking for things of like down syndrome they will find uh for example like i said we had to try a couple of times the first time that we were able to get a, a fertilized egg situation. When they did check out the the genetics, uh, I I don't remember the technical stuff, but the genetics genetics were very bad. Uh, the our possible future baby would have been possibly stillborn. It, it was just a, a just a very bad match that particular uh-huh. first one. Um. So you know, it it's heartbreaking. It's uh, a lot of physical toll. It's uh, a spiritually, emotionally, just a a, a tough situation. Um, and then if after all you do, it doesn't work, then it's it's heartbreaking on top yeah. of everything. So yeah, it's it's a uh, it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough, and unfortunately, I mean we. We were blessed. Um, our daughter is extremely healthy, very strong, uh, has a good good characteristics. Uh, a little brat though, because she got away with a lot of stuff on those planes that we were <laughs> weren't disciplining her on. So besides that, um, yeah, we were we're really lucky. Um, and I I think also compared to twenty years ago, the the technology and the technique has been refined. So our doctor, who I cannot remember his name, but he is uh, one of the more world-renowned guys. We were fortunate to work with someone like that who has an extremely high. success uh, right. Yes. Like a very, very high. And yeah, we were one of the people. And ours was definitely on the miracle tip. Wow. like. You know, after the age of 45 is really, you know, unless you're like Madonna, right? Madonna had a kid when she was like, she rolled, but it's not easy. So
0: that's wild. So, so it doesn't sound like you, well, you mentioned there was a a miss, uh, I think you said not a match in one of the eggs. What was that something where, I mean, that was, that's inside of her already. So, how, how did, does that get eliminated somehow? Like, how does that work?
1: Oh, you know, that's a, I don't remember if we had to eliminate it or it just.
0: Or you got to skip it and focus on another egg maybe or something like that. Mm, 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 don't yeah. worry about it. You don't got to recall. We don't got to go down that
1: path. <laughs> Well, I think in some cases, it. it so that, you know, when I say it's an egg, it's still literally just a clump of cells. It, yeah. it didn't got to get to the point where anything was developed. Right. But it was very early on maybe i don't know the, the cells divided like 10 times or something and they're like well we did this uh genetic screening and there's there's going to be problems like we can almost you know whatever you know 98% this is going to happen uh, you know this these whatever chromosomes are not, not matching up properly and you're going to have problems and
0: mm.
1: i don't know if in our case she had to do anything Unfortunately, there are many cases where they go through that process and they actually have to have a, a physical surgical process to remove, um, you know, the embryo. And it, you know, that, again, it's the woman who has to deal with all that, not us. Like, it, it's really tough for some for some people. And, you know, in the age of social media, if you look up, like, there, I think there was one couple I, I, I just followed just because you know, I went through it to a certain extent, like an IVF journey or something like that. And she's tried many, many times. Yeah. So, oh, that was it. I think the husband had sold his whole sneaker collection like that, like things like that to pay for like their third or fourth try yeah. something along those lines. And that's how I found their journey. Oof. Um,
2: funny, yeah. It sounds sounds way more it like, to the, agus, the average listener or someone who doesn't know much about it, you think of, okay, it's a procedure. You know, you think of like when you go to a doctor's and you do a procedure, yeah. it's kind of like a one-time thing. And then there's, that's it. But it sounds way more involved no? than what yes. you might way more, typically way, think.
1: Way, way, more involved. And that was one of the reasons why it was really easy when you guys asked me, like, will you have another one? My wife said, no. <sighs> Look, Neil.
0: Yeah.
1: i can't take it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, nah, I hear that.
1: But yeah, we do. We actually do have another egg frozen. I do not know what we plan to do with it. Um, It was it would have been a boy. So that was the other thing, too, that probably didn't exist early on. Like you couldn't freeze your eggs. A lot of women freeze their eggs now, you know, because a lot of women delay their their marriage. uh, Career aspirations are very important to people. And I know quite a number of women who, you know, they're approaching a certain age. They're like, oh, I, I might as well free some eggs right now just in case. Huh. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's wild.
1: Yeah, definitely. If you're not around it, like, you're like, really? I, I didn't know that was
0: a thing. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, for sure. Hmm.
0: So, I, I, I wanted to share real quick because over the last, like, week on my end, it's been a lot of conflict with respect to, like, because I, you know, like I mentioned before, like, I got three kids. So my eldest is 15. She's a freshman in high school, my eight-year-old son, and then my six-year-old daughter. And we're approaching the end of their school year. And so now there's just, there's, like, tons of school things that require parents to be, a doesn't require, but if you don't show up, your kid's probably going to look at you crazy. So you want to show up. Right. And because I have three, everything is, like, stacked really close, right? And so... It's, it's like you're playing like Tetris with your calendar, right? And then I got work on top of everything. So it's been really crazy. And, and I can't think of a period of time. And I'm also in an industry that's like very progressive, I would say, as far as my career goes, where things like family time take a priority and they totally understand it. So I'm fortunate in that respect but still you have a sense of responsibility you want to get things done the way you you know people expect you to get them done so it's been one of those things where it's like like this morning i wake up and i'm like shit i got to adjust my schedule today because this other you know, i got to go take my daughter for her Regents exam now and that wasn't part of the plan last night and so it's been a lot of like all this stuff and at the end of every day i'm looking at myself and i'm like yo i, I chose the right things to prioritize when it came to like focusing on their needs right because we get caught up very easily and it's not our fault it's just life is like that where you're in the middle of trying to get something accomplished for whatever reason Neil, in your world it might be you know you have to deliver something to somebody who's booking you or whatever right and and it's very easy to pinpoint your attention on that thing and not really consider what your kid might need it might be something very minimal And so I wanted to share, like, in my son's case, amidst all this, like, scheduling chaos, I went, so I, my son wasn't expecting me to show up yesterday, but I did. And it was, uh, they had, like, a little, like, they called it a party, but it was, like, an end of the year little gathering. So the parents are invited to come, and they basically, like, booked the magician. We were outside, and the magician was doing their thing, but it was an opportunity for, like, the parents to come and, like, experience that with their kids. So my son wasn't expecting me to show up. I showed up, cleared my calendar, moved everything around, made it. And I'm sitting next to him and we're, you know, going through the magic show. And he's looking at me kind of like 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 he's not thrilled that I'm there. He's kind of like basic, right? Very like poker face. And I'm looking at him like, yo, you mad that I'm here? He's like, No, no, I'm good. I was like, all right. So whatever we go through. And then when he gets home. And my wife gets home from work. He's like, mom, you're not going to believe it. Dad was there. And he's like all excited. (laughs) And I wasn't there when he did that. But later, my wife tells me. And I'm like, yo, this kid, bro, like he didn't share any of that. And I'm trying to pull it out of him like, yo, is this a good thing? Like, are you excited? This, You know, did I do the right thing? And he, he didn't give me no credit. And then later in the day, I'm I'm back in work and like trying to get all stuff done because that part of the day is over. And then he comes to my office and he's like, "Dad, can I talk to you?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And then he he talk, he talks to me about a kid that he's had some issues with in school, and what he, and that he learned that the kid suffers from ADHD. Mm. And so he misunderstood what ADHD was, but he had enough awareness that there's something that the kid shared with him that affected the way he and that kid interacted that my son didn't appreciate and he was kind of he said he was like i feel bad because now that i know this i i guess this is what contributed to that that episode between us right and and i didn't like we talked about it briefly but i didn't i felt like i woke up this morning like yo i should have spent more time Speaking to him about this, because for this is like a dope, I think it's a dope um, opportunity to help him understand what he's feeling, but also like the empathy that organically came about. I think it's such a positive because it's really I remember this as soon as somebody comes off crazy to you when you're young, you don't want to fuck with that person. And even still, even still, right. You're not taking a second thought to think like, yo, maybe they're going through hell right now. You know, and it, like you said, even still, that's the case. But when you discover that there is something behind it. And and then you've changed the way you think about it, like that's humanity. That's like what how that's we great. should be. And when Evolution. I saw that example, we're in,
1: supposed to be evolving.
0: Yeah. And when that's I saw right. that in example, I had like hope just like sprung out of me. I was like, yo, this is dope. OK, this we're doing something right if this is what he's thinking about.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, man. For sure. For sure. That's that's great. I'm I'm hoping for uh, similar interactions with my daughter. I hope but uh, yeah, especially in today's society where uh there's just a, a massive lack of understanding of of decorum, you know, people are out on uh Twitter on <laughs> everybody gets made fun of. Uh you you, you stumble, you're going to get a meme made about you like <laughs> yeah, that's great man, your daughter's I mean, your son. Your son is yeah. is uh obviously being raised per- properly. So I hope kudos, so. man. Kudos. Yeah,
2: I like always that. tell my son. I always tell my son the same. Like everyone's got something going on, right? You could look at someone, and that's holds true for all of us. Like when we see someone, or and and a lot of times, you know, we all take things on a personal tip. We're like, oh, are they thinking such and such about me, or is my interaction with this person creating whatever's going on? But, you know, I was telling like, just got to remember that there's always someone's always got something going on that you don't know about. And it could be affecting the way that, you know, they're, they're acting. Yeah.
1: 100%. Word up. Word up.
2: Um, Speaking of which. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just
0: about to segue. say, I, <laughs>
2: I'm going to have to jump in a minute. I'm, I'm on do. sing. I'm on single dad mode over here. Right. All right. Uh, I yeah, did too. I, got, I just
0: got. I just got a text. See, so what yeah. I was just talking about is happening. My daughter just texted me that her test is ending earlier, so I gotta go make a move and pick her right. up.
2: So I got my, oh, my yeah. God. My my wife started a new gig. She's out of town. I'm on. Uh, I'm, you know, my son and I are holding it down here, and he's officially on summer break. Oh, so babe. I need I, I need to make sure that uh, you know I'm I'm pulling out some time to to do the right thing.
1: My man, all good. It's all good. I don't know if we if y'all got everything y'all need for me. I'm here. I, I still have a little bit of time, so Manny, if you want to keep going, I'm here. I, but I gotta know. jump,
0: but I do wanna do one thing. So I had so I, I expect to be in Hawaii at some point in the summer. I need food recommendation for you oh, at that's a easy. minimum. At a yeah, minimum.
1: Yeah. I'm a I'm a huge foodie. Uh that's easy. I, I can if, take care. I'll and take and care if for you, some
0: yeah. reason, there's an opportunity for us to get together, especially if you're playing out out there. Well, when are, when
1: are you coming? no
0: I, I'll I'll send you all in. Oh yeah the yeah. And then we yeah. can
1: <laughs> hit me, hit me on the outside. I'm but, here till August 6th, and then I head back to Yokohama for a bit, and then I'll be back in December again. Okay. But, um, also, there's a lot of heads out here. You should meet, man. It's um, it's a really dope culture out here. Uh, DJs that've been around forever. Uh. You know, it's an island, so island, you know, reggae, all that type of stuff is big, at least in the local. And then, of course, there's the, all the, the tourist type situations. But, yeah, man, absolutely. Food's easy. That's a, My Yo. stomach is huge. I got, you. <laughs>
0: got Yo. you. Yo, but Neil, man, thanks again, bro. We'll definitely keep keep vibing and hopefully we'll have you back on at some point in the future as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I know, I know yeah. he
2: had some questions and, you know, he can't... He... He wanted to talk about some stuff, but I know he's hemmed up with his Six sick son. Six son. Yep.
1: Trust me. I get it. On the work tip, man, like I'm hoping I'm still learning how to balance my life. I know a big part of the podcast is balancing, yeah, you know, whatever our music lives versus family life. I, I'm failing right now. <laughs> to be <laughs> honest, it's, And it, I don't know if it's because like, I'm sure if COVID was. Didn't happen it would be a different situation you know i I could have still kept doing my gigs and kind of generating that type of income, but it's tough like from a creative standpoint, those mixtapes that you're holding in your hand like when I would make them, I would blank out like i I just wouldn't talk to people for weeks yeah uh, I'd lose weight because I was just focusing, and I often work at night you know that's just my my man
0: you know what we should do. <laughs> we
2: we should we should do an episode just dedicated to balance like work life balance yeah, and I then have have a have a couple people on have Neil yes. on have have some have a bunch of different heads who are either feeling like they're failing at it and some feeling like they're crushing it and everyone chop it up i think that'd be i, a, I
1: think that would be great you know we uh again also cuz of covid and a lot of my friends are past a certain point in their fatherhood journey like I don't have anyone to really talk really? to about, about this that knows what it's like to be a creative. Yeah. You know, the creative process isn't like a nine to five where you, you have a deadline. Like
2: and that's E's biggest, I know that's his, his biggest, biggest hurdle hand. right now. And, and, yep.
1: and it's easy. Like, so I'm sure when he has, when he knows he has to do like a, a drink chaps thing, like it's, it's because you have that deadline, but if you're trying to create an album, if you're trying to produce a beat, Right. Where you never worked under a time constraint. And all of a sudden it's like, well, you got to do X, Y and Z. Then it comes really difficult. And I, I'm kind of at that point. Again, I'm hoping as we get older, my daughter gets older and the time kind of shifts. She has her friends and blah, blah, blah. I'll start to kind of get normalized. But, you know, I, I kind of need to figure this out now, not nine years not from now. Yet, yeah. <laughs> So yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. I would love All to right.
1: if you ever do something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. we'll work on putting that together.
1: Yeah, we we'll we'll keep, keep it going.
0: And then whenever we come up with a fatherhoods album, we got to touch base and figure out how to include you in that part part of the process. I,
1: I'll I'll talk to you offline about that. But if you guys ever want to incorporate a lot of it, like, if you if when you're in Hawaii, if you want to do a live podcast, and we can incorporate like a little food situation, we could do it outdoors on the beach. Heads will come through with the barbecue. <laughs> we'll have everything set up.
0: Let's wrap. I would love to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Let's wrap. We'll know, figure every, something everything out.
1: Everything is content these days. So we yeah, got to yeah. videotape it. So I'm down. You know yeah. I'm down. All right. All right, y'all. Take <laughs> care do. of the family.
0: All right. Peace. Peace, you, bro. bro. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child.
2: quality child.